It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would like to thank each one of our listeners that are listening to this podcast. I am just so very grateful and thankful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for one amazing show today, as I have with me a brand new diva, Susanna Kearns. And her and I are going to chat about the spiritual journey of a skeptic. Oh my, am I excited for this show. So Susanna, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Yes, Thank you, Joyce. I am really excited too, and a little bit nervous. And uh, um, yeah, I'm actually what I, I call myself a scholar, coach, and creator. And um, that's because I started out in my adult life at the university and uh, in academia, then as a researcher and a teacher in the cultural history of the Persian-speaking world after the advent of Islam. So that's basically the eastern and southeastern half of the Islamicate world. And um, that's what I was doing most of my adult life. And I actually started being interested in that uh, in my teens already. And so that was a really huge part of my life. And I also thought it was really fitting and all that. Uh, but then in my in my mid to late 30s, I found that uh, more and more I didn't feel um, like I should be in that uh, walk of life and in that profession anymore. And that was a very gradual and very painful process, actually, because I had what I would call uh, a real uh, a real calling, a real uh, purpose in life uh, with that. And uh, that was slowly crumbling away for various reasons, um, some to do with circumstances, some to do with myself. <clears throat> and uh, eventually, um, I then made the leap out of academia and into um, yeah, a business as a life coach uh, with uh, a main tool, um, using hypnosis as a main tool, uh, which is uh, something that I personally love and I love the power of it. And I also, I love trance states. I found that I've always loved trance states throughout my life. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. I've just um, opened another pr- branch in the business also, which is to support coaches and healers with their tech stuff. If they have uh, problems with technical things and uh, uh, for example, want to uh, want to have videos cut and edited or repurposed for uh, for podcasts, uh, things like that, because that's something I've uh, learned uh, learned by doing in a hobby. And um, 
yeah, also uh, also uh, online profiles, polishing their online profiles. Like when you have a podcast, you can now have it entered on IMDb, which is the international movie database. And then you can have interconnections. You can add all your guests and they get uh, uh, pages there. And then if they are in other podcasts that are there, then that shows up on their profiles. And so you get more interconnections and you get more backlinks also, uh, quality backlinks and things like that. Uh, it's a new branch of my business, which is uh, essentially has grown out of uh, realizing that there is some kind of demand, some amount of demand, mm -hmm. and um, uh, I love doing that. So that's what I'm doing, and uh, that's also where the creator part comes in. I, I have also started now, um, uh, restarted publishing books of a different nature now, not academic books anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm also uh, developing a high fantasy TV series, which um, we may have a chance to have a glance at later on, uh, which is currently getting a little bit of momentum because we just got a, a director who wants to direct uh, this show. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, Susanna, you do so many different things and such a wide range of helping others. That's what I was hearing when you were introducing yourself and telling about your businesses. What was coming to my heart was look at all she is doing as service to others. And oh, how beautiful. What a beautiful way to bring it in and with divas that care because we're a community working together to make the world a better place. And that's exactly what you are doing with everything that you are putting out there in the universe with all of your talents. Oh, wow. I loved your intro. I, I'm learning. That is, that is awesome. And so many different ranges of things you're doing. That's so neat. Well, as we start on the spiritual journey of a skeptic, how how would you like to start? Is this I and I is this a personal experience kind of, or is this something you have felt through different uh, clients you've dealt with? How how is it with being on a spiritual journey of a skeptic? Yeah, it's uh, my personal experience mainly. And obviously, I uh, tend to uh, attract clients sometimes who are on, on, on a level with me. And uh, uh, so that's, uh, that's why I've also started sharing uh, my journey on my YouTube channel in a little video series. But uh, I haven't gotten to... Uh, uh, to edit, I'm, I've just started uh, editing my last video, which I recorded sometime in June or something. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's my it's my personal uh, uh, story. I would like to talk, and uh, my journey. I would like to talk um, about because I think that might be interesting for people who have uh, may have difficulty getting their you know their. Uh, feed into spirituality but have a desire for that uh, because that's where I uh, come from and I think also my change of, uh, of pro profession is also something that came with um, a start of inner development a, a new phase so to speak because I, I realized that something wasn't uh, wasn't aligned anymore and and then started to dig into that and to find out what's what's happening inside of me essentially. 
Oh, and how exciting because this is a personal, personal journey you have been on. You're basically sharing from your heart and putting it out there to help others in this world to, on their spiritual journey. So I'm just going to let you start where you would like to on your personal journey of the spiritual journey of a skeptic. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, I I think I was, um, it's something that was was uh, waiting uh, to come out uh, for me from, from childhood probably. Uh, and I think it starts with uh, death, uh, with um, kind of being very early on, um, uh, coming in touch with uh, the, the the fact of death in, in human life. Because I've heard people who are in their 20s or even in their 30s say they have never suffered the loss of a loved one or something. And uh, for me, it started when I was seven, when my first grandfather died. And uh, that's something I don't have a very lively uh, memory of um, because I was so young. And one of my brothers was even younger and one wasn't, wasn't even born yet. Um, and I think it has to do with that because then um, it, um, it continued that way throughout my childhood and youth. Uh, and that was mainly because my mother is a, is a youngest child with a distance. So that means all her siblings were much older. Her, her, her parents, my grandparents were uh, much older than usual. And mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, went all through my childhood and my, and my teens um, uh, that uh, this relative died and that relative died. So I think that's something that uh, uh, was on my mind more than maybe usual um, at that age. And uh, so I was... Um, I was uh, interested in um, the meaning of life and the meaning of death and how uh, how we uh, develop a concept for uh, the meaning of life in the face of death, so to speak. And um, the other component that was uh, important uh, was probably that there there is. Um, I, I could also say I'm a seeker. Uh, there is something in me that was always trying to figure out how, how the world works and uh, what's the meaning of all that. And I think that came from my, uh, from my father, who, uh, who was, we have a saying, I can't translate it. I don't know how the translation, uh, the official translation into English is, so I can't really translate it into English. But uh, one of our big uh, uh, writers, uh, German writers, has uh, in one of his, uh, his works has a, has a sentence about um, Finding out what uh, what keeps keeps the world together in its innermost uh, core, mm -hmm. and uh, that's something that in German it rhymes and all that, and that's something my father was uh, after, I think, and which he instilled in some of us, not all of us, but some of us, and that's been in me uh, this 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 urge to find out how, how it all works and what's the meaning of it, and um, I went down. Um, well, I also was uh, fascinated by psi phenomena when I was in my teens, when I started to, to, to realize what's out there and then a book about that. And, um, and I started to read about uh, near-death experiences mm -hmm. because of that, uh, because I thought that may be something interesting. Uh, now, the thing is, I was um, 
brought up in a very educated environment. And that means that everyone was very aware of what uh, sci the sciences also say. And the sciences currently uh, are based on the, um, uh, on the assumption that everything is material and that, you know, we are essentially produced by our, by our brains. Uh, our, what, what we are is produced by our brains. And that was something that would mean if you, if you then die uh, and your, your body decomposes and your brain de decomposes, you will vanish into uh, nothingness, so to speak. And that was something that made me thoroughly unhappy. I was really unhappy about this idea. Uh, but everything looked like this is how it is, you know, and got to face the rea realities. And um, uh, so I, I started digging uh, to find out, is there potentially something we can uh, find out about that? Uh, that's... Uh, hopefully uh, uh, brings out uh, another perspective for me uh, because the thing is I, I had I, I had thought a lot of uh, about that I had also uh, read a lot about uh, philosophy and I, I had come to the conclusion that our tiny human brains you know ca can't uh, uh, actually um, grasp something like uh, like uh, God or the thereafter or, um, or, uh, or, or, or find proof of that, uh, even less so. So I was, I, I called myself an agnostic, which means someone who doesn't know, because I thought you can't know anything. You can mm -hmm. have beliefs and, and thoughts and all that, but I can't know anything. And uh, uh, on the other hand, I had this urge, I, I actually wanted to know more. And, uh, and I was, um, very unhappy with the idea that we are just our bodies and uh, uh, it also uh, felt like that nothing makes sense and it's all uh, coincidental and you could as well lie down and die now because what's what's the uh, what's the point you know um uh, so i was craving a deeper meaning and um i looked into near-death experiences uh, because i had somehow uh found out that there is um, potentially something to find there, that there are people who have almost died and come back and mm -hmm. are reporting about uh, uh, their experiences. And uh, I went into that, but there were so many, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that is, uh, is known, uh, but still from the side of science, it's like... Uh, something that can be explained away or if it can't be explained away then it must be wrong something like that and so i i didn't get to any conclusion i just i just uh, started to go into that and in my early 20s then um i dropped it for a while because i was at a point where i uh, found it extremely uncomfortable to uh, think about death all of the time because i didn't reach a, a, a a good point uh, with that, a comfortable point with that. And I felt myself getting depressed. And so I thought, okay, now it's, uh, yeah, now refocus, refocus on your life now and enjoy your life now. And I did that until, uh, pretty much until my last grandmother died when I was 31. And that was a really big blow to, um, uh, emotionally for me. 
because um, there was um, yeah, it's not only the loss, but uh, we had we had a situation where I was still I was still not clear about uh, what I think about death and uh, if we go anywhere or if we just vanish and then we had a situation where we were in her, her you know her apartment and had to sort through her things and then uh, we opened up a cup uh, cupboard and uh, where she had um, collected some things from uh, um, our gifts which we had made her when we were children and when we were growing up and so some of them they had she had kept and collected there and then it went like okay this was yours here you have it back. This was yours. Here you have it back. So our gifts to her were returned to us, and that that felt in, in incredibly um, devastating to me because it just felt like all the love, you know, were, was completely unstuck, and and she had vanished. This this human being had completely vanished, and there was nothing left. And uh, also for you know our love could couldn't find a, a focus point anymore for that and it, it was just gone and that was was such a horrible feeling I've really rarely had such a horrible fe feeling and it mm, that bothered me um her death essentially bothered me for four years until then I I got into my midlife crisis and started restarted my reading and and, and research journey into into this stuff and uh uh, so that was um, uh, that was kind of a turning point, and um, so I was in my mid thirties, and I had this mid career crisis starting. I had some personal uh, stuff going on, which uh, which uh, made me uh, essentially go into a full fledged midlife crisis, and uh, and uh, I was. I was resuming this uh, this uh, search for actually essentially the meaning of life because mm -hmm. I was at that point again, and so I restarted that and um, restarted uh, reading on near death experiences first because that was something I remembered uh, could be a path leading to something and to somewhere and. Uh, uh, there had uh, new books come out uh, by that time and the, it had moved on, the research had moved on. It was really interesting. And I just remember I, reading uh, this book of Pim van Lommel on near-death experiences. He's a, um, a cardiologist in the Netherlands. And uh, he argued for a life uh, after death and uh, essentially for... Um, a consciousness that is uh, uh, independent of, of our uh, body and our brain, uh, something like um, a, a consciousness without limit, and you know all that. And so that was, and and he had arguments that I found really convincing. I wasn't fully convinced yet because I'm a skeptic, and I had to read a lot more things and go through a lot more motions. Uh, but that was the a point where I thought, yeah, but it sounds really plausible. And although there are question marks here and there, um, I could just try, try this, test this out, how this feels, because this could be real. And I remember I 
was going through the streets and looking at the sky and I felt so relieved and life was so beautiful and I felt so joyful suddenly just because I uh, was able to convince myself that it's probably real that we are not going to just uh, vanish into nothingness at mm -hmm. death and uh, that was such such a relief and so I was so happy about that and from there it then started to develop and I started to read a lot of things and I uh, I read obviously I read uh, mainly then uh, also books from people who came from a uh, similar background who were skeptics, who were brought up in uh, in academia, who had this materialist worldview first, and then were convinced by something uh, that uh, reality, reality uh, might actually be different. Uh, so these were most credible to me. And that's actually why I uh, started my YouTube series, because I thought, well, uh, this, this kind of people need other people like them who have been convinced and, uh, and explain what convinced them and how they got convinced and why they are convinced. And so I won't go into the, all the details here. I do that in the, in the series and we don't have as much time. Uh, but um, yeah, I came to a lot of conclusions and a lot of, uh, it's, it's not all uh, just uh, wishful thinking that was fulfilled. Uh, there's also this, this element that um, uh, I think there's a high probability that we actually have multiple lives and uh, on earth and uh, that's something I uh, didn't really like because uh, I like this life and I thought I'm really lucky in this life and uh, you can see all the options that are much worse <laughs> and uh, so I'm not really keen on returning in another body to another life. <laughs> Um, I, I'm still not, but so, uh, but yeah, I, I came to the conclusion that's very probable that that's actually also a, a, a reality and a fact. And um, well, in any case, uh, what unfolded there for me was what I call a background reality, uh, something we usually don't perceive with our normal senses, with our uh, eyes and ears, and uh, we can't touch uh, easily and so on. And uh, so I call it the background reality, but that seems to hold for me the key to how this world really works and uh, uh, what the meaning really is. And so I continued on that path and um, eventually uh, I got to experience some really interesting things uh, just during the last couple of years um, uh, when I restarted meditating and all that. Uh, but one important thing was I, I, I had engaged with that on an intellectual basis. And um, that was uh, very um, interesting and satisfying to a degree. But it's also something you, you don't have real, you know, real hard, rock hard scientific proof. But we also don't have that for uh, materialism. That's the interesting mm -hmm. thing I found out mm -hmm. that isn't hard solid proof uh, uh, proven either uh, so we can ex essentially choose but what I was lacking was personal experience and I thought yeah well it's not really a good thing if you have to you know go through a near-death experience to get personal experience and so what I did was uh, I found then or stumbled over the option to 
actually go onto a journey to the life between lives in a hypnosis session, in a trance journey. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, the first really interesting and really fascinating and mind-opening experience I had myself. And after that, uh, it slowly, very slowly developed and I uh, went into various different things that I've done in uh, on my search to, uh, of a new profession also and uh, hobbies I developed and whatever. Uh, so I got distracted here and there and then I got back on uh, track. And uh, essentially, uh, since 2021, I've really had some uh, very impressive experiences in uh, in meditation. And uh, the latest, um, what, what was really helpful for me was... Um, Heart coherence uh, meditation, uh, where I had uh, um, spontaneously uh, such a feeling of in my heart uh, center region, such a feeling of warmth and, and uh, coziness and love, and that was really expansive. And I was, I was, it's uh, in this uh, in this state for the rest of the day, and. In the state, I had really no interest uh, to engage in anything that could disturb that stage. And that made me think, what would happen if everybody was in this state most of the time? Uh, what would our world look like? I mean, it would be a much uh, nicer place, I think, to be. And uh, the other thing is that now um, this year, at the start of this year, um, my father transitioned, um, so my father died in Jan January, and uh, I actually had a few experiences with him, and one was really, really impressive uh, after that in, in a meditative state. So, uh, And that's something I'm currently kind of working on getting a bit more in, in touch with that realm and uh, would like to ex, uh, extend that and expand that. And I think essentially in the end, what brings skeptics, there are a couple of pieces in between, you know, uh, also experiences I've made, but um, uh, what essentially brings a skeptic to accept that there's more um, to the world and to life than what we can um, perceive on the material uh, plane. Um, uh, that's what uh, what what brings uh, um, what what brings a skeptic to accept that is uh, to have personal experiences. It's not something that you can only uh, get uh, through intellectual engagement. But I think that's a necessary layer first mm -hmm. to break through to open up to. Um, to the possibilities, and so that's that's essentially the journey I have made, and um, um, yeah, and um, where I am standing now, and I think my really bumpy business journey was also part of that, and I'm still on that, and uh, it's uh, it's um, a kind of contributing to uh, pushing me to go more inwards and find more of this connection also and, and be more in my energy and uh, um, also maybe act more from the heart than from the brain because I'm, I have an incredibly overtrained brain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Susanna, what a spiritual journey. I mean, how it all started in your background and being in a more grown up in a scientific 
world environment. And I loved when you said that day when you looked up in the sky and it was like your background reality and the feeling in your heart. And at the end, when you said to go more towards your heart than your head. And oh, to me, that's where the spiritual journey is. It is in your heart and how how you bring it out. And uh, maybe everything you can't put down on black and white and write it out that this is how it is. But like you said, they can't always on the other side either. So, oh, that was that was really beautiful, Susanna. I very special journey that I know a lot of people experience and go on. And uh, before we close the show, I would like to ask you if you would be my guest again, because now we've got to the point where you're on a different part of your spiritual mm -hmm. journey. I would love to have you share with the listeners some more ways that you are now experiencing, like you said, with your dad and meditation and your different businesses that are now yeah. creating. And so would you be consider being a guest again on Robust Lifestyle? Yeah, of course, I would love to come back uh, uh, very much. And uh, actually, just to, to add this one little thing, because uh, when I when I met my my father in this uh, experience, uh, after that, I also just uh, started to, to channel stories, mm -hmm. little parables. And I have a book coming out on 29th in English. And I, I, I have a book out in German about uh, some, I, I've put some of these parables in there and some journaling prompts uh, accompanying them. And the, the English version will very likely be out on 29th, on, uh, on kind, first as a Kindle ebook and later as a print version. Oh, and yeah, I would. Yeah, and I would. Yeah, that was that was a real breakthrough, and uh, that's why I think I also think there's something maybe he has nudged me a bit, you know, <laughs> from over there. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh, I'm excited for that too. Oh my, we'll definitely keep our listeners updated, and I'm so excited you want to be a guest again on Robust Lifestyle. Yeah, I mean that would be great so because actually I I know I've talked a lot now, and we are uh, 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 about to end. Uh, but I would really love to uh, hear more from you and get more questions and all that. Uh, it's just I'm a talker. <laughs> well, we will just we will just have more chats like this on Robust Lifestyle and, and we can share more together. So before we close, though, would you please share with our listeners some of the best ways to connect with you? Yeah, um, for English speakers, it's easiest to either uh, directly send me emails this is uh, at for example at info at susanne kurz minus coaching dot de i think uh, it's uh, uh, will be in the in the mm -hmm. um, okay. description box and on social media i'm on social media i'm on facebook um, i'm on instagram i'm on twitter i or, or x as it uh, is called now i'm on youtube and it's usually you can find me um, as uh, Susanne Kurz Coaching or uh, Dr. Susanne Kurz. So that's how you find me easiest. And uh, I'm uh, always happy to connect. And uh, we can connect uh, on the feed via DM. And uh, yeah. And as I said, emails are open too. Oh. 
Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Susanna. This was, this was just incredible. I loved it. So I just want to thank you and wish you a very, very magical day. <laughs> thank you very much. And the same to you. And I'm really looking forward to meeting up again. <laughs> oh, so am I. Oh. And with that, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this amazing show with our incredible new diva, Susanna Kurz. And you heard her. She will be back again on Robust Lifestyles as we share more about the spiritual journey of a skeptic. And please share this show with your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasetcare.com. Plus, Candace Gish, the founder of Care has published another book called Podcast Journal. Oh, wow. What a fantastic way to keep track of all the podcasts that you watch. Make comments about them for you to reference back. You can find this book on Amazon and on Absolute Love Publishing. And with that, remember some of the things that Susanna said. She was a seeker to find out what keeps the world together. And feeling from your heart, that beautiful background reality when you feel it from the heart. And with that, I want to wish each of you a very magical day. Remember, be kind to all. Give your animals a great big extra hug and share your love with them as they so deserve it. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.